Hey everyone, welcome to another moment called Rhythms. As we continue to walk through this very unusual moment, we're doing these devotions now three times a week to connect you uh, at Sanctus Church and beyond Sanctus Church, of course, to keep uh, us centered in God and who he is and what he's up to. We're learning so much about ourselves, about family life, about culture, about society, about the world during this crisis. And one thing I didn't know about is there are technically four phases of disaster uh, that are outlined by psychologists. The first one's called the heroic phase. This happens sort of as it begins. And there are heroic actions are taken to help people recover in a disaster moment. Then there's the honeymoon phase. People draw together to solve problems. There's this intense sort of rallying in community. But then the third one's interesting. It's the disillusionment phase. People begin to maybe get the mentality of everyone for themselves, or they begin to pick and point to people and blame people for the problems because expectations aren't met and it's taking longer. And, and, and this can last, by the way, this phase can last from two months to two years, depending on what happens in a crisis. And then there's the reconstruction phase. People start to pull again together. They look at a possible new future. They discover new things and they move forward. I don't know where you are, uh, sort of in that experience. Maybe you're still at the heroic phase or the honeymoon phase. I think the majority of us probably are in that disillusionment phase where we're getting tired and maybe wanting to blame others or get on to what is going to happen. Uh, and maybe a few of us are at the reconstruction phase depending on job and life. Okay. Again, as Christians, we need to be remembering what would God say to us? What is God actually saying to us? Well, number one, never forget Matthew 28, 20. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God isn't shocked by this global pandemic. God is with us. We are never alone. He was with us in every phase. He was there in the heroic moment, the honeymoon moment, the disillusionment moment. He'll be there in the reconstruction moment. We're not alone. We're not alone even if you're in isolation and you live by yourself as a Christian, you're not alone. And this wasn't a shock to him, and he's going to help us through this. Number two, uh, Jesus asked this many times and was asked this, what are the greatest things? And Mark 12 is one of the examples, verse 30 and 31, I think. Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Oh, and love your neighbor as yourself. As Christians, especially during this disillusionment moment, we need to be neighborly. We need to literally love our neighbors around us in our streets, in our condos, wherever you live. We need to continue to help. We need to continue even to social distance to love our neighbors that way. But we also need to be really careful. We need to not be quick to talk, quick to post. Please don't post conspiratorial theories, conspiracy theories. It's never helpful. It never brings unity. We as Christians need to be people who love our neighbors. And even those we disagree with and struggle with, we still need to pray for them, bless them, and watch our words. So let's be incredible neighbors. Let's not forget we're not alone. And also, here's the last thing. As we move from disillusionment to that reconstruction moment, um, things aren't going to be the same. We're going to come back eventually, I don't know when, to church in multiple sites in different ways. And it's going to take a while, and we don't even know how or when that's going to look. We're going to come back to the same church, and we're going to come back to a different church. And most people don't like change. But, you know, in Isaiah, uh, it says this, Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, God says. It's springing forth. Uh, do you not perceive it? 
It will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, there's an original context to that verse that really matters, and it's not for this devotional moment. But when God does a new thing, most of the time, we don't perceive it. Just like change. Most of us don't like change, and we don't perceive the potential profound new future. And so could I encourage you, one, remind yourself you're not alone. Number two, be a good neighbor. Number three, begin to pray now, right now in week seven of this, leading into week eight. God, I know things aren't going to be the same. I don't even know what faith, the faith community church is going to look like. But would you begin to help me see the new thing or prepare for the new thing so when it happens, I won't resist it or be angry about it. Actually, I'll be ready for it. God is doing all sorts of things. I Even just today, I was on an all-staff meeting. We were sharing stories. And I think it was three different people shared how three different people last night became Christians through online alpha. Just that wouldn't have happened eight weeks ago. I don't know what the future is going to look like. And it's going to be different and difficult and exciting. But start praying now that you perceive and be ready for the new thing. Because God's going to use this crisis at Sanctus Church and beyond to bring many, many, many more people into his family. It's not going to look the same. We're not going to prepare ourselves to go back to what was only. And as we do that, just say, Lord, prepare me for this new thing. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, we look forward to hanging out with you again, one of us as pastors, as we get ready, ready for another Rhythms moment with you. Thanks so much.